know you shouldn't even be here. How many of you, the devil thought he had you? Spiritually, he thought you were dead. And he thought you'd never dance again. But how many have one more dance in them? since George Washington got a hand clap. The reason is, they're dead and not doing anything and can't do anything. And if God were dead and if all he was was past tense, then we'd have an excuse to sit there and not praise him. But he's alive. And he's still delivering. Am I telling the truth? Will he still deliver from drug addiction? Will he still save a homeless boy living out of a pickup truck? Will he turn somebody's life around? Yes, he will. But God. But God. But God. But God. I didn't just say that. I didn't just say that to hype up the church because this church is always hype. I said that so somebody that's here 
that's dealing with trouble and trial and problem and addiction and sin and tribulation would know that what we're doing isn't for something that's been dead for years, but it's for a God that's alive and can touch you today, can deliver you today, can give you peace, joy. Today, there's freedom in the house. Amen. Turn with me to the book of 1 John, the epistle of 1 John, chapter number 5, and verses 1 through 4. I want to say thank you to everyone who worked so hard and, and did so much. We had a great event yesterday, man. It was a wonderful time. Amen. How many enjoyed the community party yesterday? Amen. Thank you to all of your workers. Brother Craig, thank everybody that, that volunteered, that, that helped you get this, you and your wife get this together. Thank you so much. It was a wonderful, wonderful time. Amen. After service today, I want to invite all of our new members and all of our guests to the dining room of our educational building. We have first steps. We have lunch prepared for you, and we're looking forward to spending some time and uh, getting to know you. I hope that you'll be able to come. That will be immediately following the service, the ushers and greeters, anybody from this church can help you find it. Be free at 5 o'clock. That's our drug and alcohol dependency uh, intervention program. That's 5 o'clock today in the dining room of the educational facility. 6 o'clock prayer. Everybody say 6 o'clock prayer. 6 o'clock prayer. 6.30 church. Tonight's going to be awesome. We've got Sister Bonita Prince coming. And she has done a project, a uh, program called Hope for Prodigals. And it has been, it has been a blessing to churches all over the country. And, uh, and it's going to be a special time. You're not going to want to miss tonight. It's going to be awesome. And looking forward to that. Next Sunday morning and Sunday night, we have evangelist Jason Weir and his family going to be with us. And we're looking forward to a great time of revival tonight. And next weekend, 1 John 5, 1 through 4, if you found it, say praise the Lord. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the, that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him. Does anybody believe Jesus is the Christ? Does anybody love him? Also that is begotten of him. So you have to believe, you have to love him, and you have to be begotten or born again. If those conditions are true, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh. Everybody say overcometh. For whatsoever is born of God. Say overcometh. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that Even our faith. Everybody say, 
death. Overcome death. We don't use F in modern English. Maybe we ought to. But I want to preach about the F in overcometh. The F in overcometh. Look at somebody tell them he's preaching about the F. I'm not lisping. The F in overcometh. Look at somebody tell them I want to know what the F is all about. Lord, I pray you anoint me to preach your word. I submit my mind, my heart, my spirit, my body to you. I yield myself to you. God, help me to speak your word and hear your voice. God, anoint ears to hear what the spirit is saying. Not what a man is saying, not what a pastor's saying, but what the spirit is is saying to the church today. And God, I pray, confirm your word with signs following. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to loose the gift of faith in this room today. And not only in this room, but God, everywhere where this message is heard, online, around the world, at any point, from now till the future, I pray, God, for a release of divine anointing that transforms our mind and our thinking. I plead your blood over this service and over the hearer and the preaching of your word. In the name of Jesus, God, if there's even a small measure of faith as a mustard seed, then God, let this word be mixed with faith in the ear of the hearer and the heart and the soul. I'm asking you, God, to do something with this message. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a good hand clap of praise this morning. And you can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Most often when preachers begin their messages, by, they, they do so by stating what they are preaching about. It is a thesis statement or a mission statement for that particular sermon. When we do that, we're saying what the message is going to be about. We build our introductions. They're designed to condition the thinking of the congregation towards the end that we're trying to get to. We lay a theological foundation that will be the basis of the truth that we're trying to deliver or implant in the church. This morning's a bit unique because I'm not going to begin with my thesis statement or mission statement. I'm not, I'm going to begin this message, my introductory remarks, not by necessarily saying what I am preaching, but what I am not preaching. Sometimes it's as important to know what I'm not saying as it is what I am saying. I remember when I was youth pastor and I worked at the school and our students kept the sermon notebook. And they would take notes of my Sunday school lessons that I would teach in the youth class. And then I would read the notes on Monday morning of what they thought I said. And I didn't say all that stuff. And so if your grandparents now and, the, and, and your kids 
were, uh, were, were in my youth class. I didn't say all the stuff they said I said. At least I didn't mean to. And so I'm beginning today by saying what I am not preaching about. I want to distance myself a little bit from much of modern so-called Christianity that preaches exclusively prosperity doctrines. Some have called it the name it and claim it movement. Some in jest have called it the name it and claim it, blab it and grab it movement. In the most liberal edges of this particular movement, they believe that you can merely say whatever you want and God is obligated then to do it. You name it, then you can claim it. And that's the common refrain. This is representative of much of what is known as the word of faith movement. But it is a general perception in many quarters. If this were true, then nearly every New Testament believer from the upper room till now would have amassed great wealth with no sickness and no dying. But the fact of the matter is, that everything that we so-called claim is not the will of God for our lives. Amen. I'm not going to meddle too much because I want to get to my point, but I would, if I were going to meddle, I would say the reason a lot of us are, aren't wealthy is because if we were, we wouldn't be in church. And so we'd be having too much fun to have time for worship, and so he knows we're better off with what we got. So I'm not going to say that. But I will say I do believe in the blessings of the Lord. And I know that God blesses people that obey his word. He blesses us with all manner of spiritual blessings. I'd rather have spiritual blessings than natural blessings. But God also blesses us with natural things. I'm glad I serve a healer. A God that's a very present help in the time of trouble. That blesses us relationally, financially, spiritually. But it's a misrepresentation of the scripture for a doctrine to be preached that merely declares that you can say whatever you want and God is your spiritual errand boy. I declare this is not what I'm preaching this morning or advocating. So if that's not what I'm preaching, then what am I preaching? So let's look at the Bible, 1 John chapter 5 and verse number 1. It said, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. And everyone that loveth him, that begat loveth him also, that is begotten of him. Whosoever believes that Jesus Christ is born of God, you've got to believe that Jesus is the Savior. Amen. We preach a lot about what Jesus can do. We better make sure we don't forget to preach about Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah, the Deliverer. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. I'm glad I know that he's God manifest in the flesh. I'm glad I know that it wasn't a junior Jehovah born in a manger, but it was the express image of the invisible God. And when you've seen him, you've seen the Father. Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. I'm glad we still believe that. Amen. Jesus is more than a historical figure. He's more than a prophet. 
He's more than just a religious icon. Jesus is the Savior of the world. It begins with Jesus, and it ends with Jesus. And it's Jesus all the way in between. Amen. It was the love of Jesus that brought us out of darkness. It was the power of Jesus that broke the chains of sin. It was the mercy of Jesus that found us when we weren't looking for him. It was his kindness that looked beyond our sins and our faults and loved us when we were unlovable and touched us when we were untouchable and reached us when we were unreachable. I'm thankful I know who Jesus is. Amen. It begins with him. Jesus is the only way to be saved. He's not a way to be saved. He's the only way to be saved. Amen. I have friends that, that, that are from other non-Christian religions. And I respect my friends. I love my friends. And I appreciate their sincerity. But as sincere as they are, the fact is that it takes Jesus Christ to be saved. Wherever you've come from, whatever you've been taught, whatever you were raised to believe, the fact of the matter is Jesus Christ is the only Savior, and he wants to save sinners, and he wants to save the lost. He wants to save the, Mood, the Buddhist and the Hindu and the Muslim. He wants to save the atheist and the agnostic. He wants to save the Baptist, the Methodist, the Catholic, the Apostolic, and the Pentecostal. He wants to save sinners. Amen. I'm glad that he wanted to save sinners, aren't you? Amen. He's not only the Savior of the world, he's your Savior. Whatever you're dealing with in your life, he wants to be your Savior. Whatever you're troubled by, bothered by, overcome by, wearied by, he wants to be your Savior. He wants to save your marriage, he wants to save your children. He wants to save your sanity. But most of all, he wants to save your soul. I'm glad he's a savior. And if you want to be saved, you got to be born by the word of God. The word of God, when they said, tell us what we need to do. When they asked the apostles, men and brethren, tell us what we need to do. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is the gospel that was once delivered. That is the method of salvation. If you want to be born again, you got to repent of your sins. If you want to be born again, you got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you repent of your sins and get baptized in Jesus' name, you have a promise that you can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You can still receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God wants to fill you with the power of the Holy Ghost. Fill your mind and heart. Give you the power. You can overcome this world. You can overcome this situation. You can overcome this trial. You can overcome addiction. You can overcome a wounded spirit, a broken heart. You can overcome trial and tribulation. You can overcome alcoholism. You can overcome meth addiction. You can overcome bitterness. You can overcome worldliness. You can't be delivered, but you got to be filled. Do I have any Holy Ghost filled believers? 
Do I have anybody that says I struggled with it till I got the Holy Ghost? And when I got the Holy Ghost, I found deliverance for my soul. I'm telling you, you can be free today. Amen. preacher says that means he don't know what else to say but he likes what he's feeling right now I feel the power of God the same power that pulled some of you out of bar rooms and turned your life around that pulled you out of crack houses and flop houses and turned your life around that when you were broken and wounded and at your wits end God stepped in and turned it around that same power's in this place right now that same Holy Ghost is in this house right now. Oh, he's here. Somebody ought to praise him. Amen. The Bible said you ought to feel after him. If you need him today, you ought to feel after him. It's really, why don't you just go like this and say, God, I don't really know what he's talking about, but I need it for my life. Amen. Woo, hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And I was blessed. I was blessed. Uh, Thursday night, they had a youth life group. And, uh, and I, 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 had, uh, I don't remember what I had done Thursday night. But whatever it was, I, I remember watching. I, I started getting some pictures that, that I saw of a young man that's been coming to church for the last, the last few weeks. And, uh, and a few weeks ago, God filled him with the Holy Ghost in youth class. I think it was on a Wednesday night. Filling with the Holy Ghost in youth class on Wednesday night. Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, amen. And he came to life group. He came to the youth life group on Thursday night. And, uh, and I was laying in bed and I, and I asked my wife, I said, where are the girls at? And so, and so look, if you don't want to be followed up on, don't come into this building. My wife got on there and started looking at the security cameras and locating people. Amen. And so, and so the eyes of the Lord and Sister V are upon you. <laughs> Amen. And, and, and saw the, the camera in the, the camera in the, in the baptistry room. And Brother Austin's in the water with this young man. And, and, I, and, and he gets baptized in Jesus' name. And I, I didn't see that, but I saw a lot of pictures of nothing when he come out of the water that boy was smiling like nobody i've ever seen smile multiple pictures because when god turns your life around it's joy unspeakable and i feel a little shout coming on right now it's joy unspeakable and full of glory I'm glad I know who Jesus is. He'll turn your life around. He'll turn your marriage around. He'll turn your children around. He'll turn your family around. He'll touch your mind. He'll touch your heart. He'll touch your body. He'll touch your soul. Anybody glad you know? Look, Jesus is a life changer. I, I can't quite stop what, I, what I'm feeling right now. Devin, I love you, son. Come here. Give me a big old hug. Amen. I hug these boys every time they come in the prayer room. I don't hug the girls because they're girls and I'm an old man. 
but, but I hug these boys because I want them to know that I notice when they come in the prayer room. And I love the fact that they come and pray. And I appreciate it. When this boy came a couple of years ago, a couple of years or so, he, I, I didn't know it. I didn't know he was sleeping in his car as a high school senior. I didn't know he really didn't feel like he could go home because of, of, of situations going on at home. I didn't know that when he left church, he'd hang around as long as he could until we kind of left, and then he'd go sleep in his car. I didn't know that. But what I did know is that when he came, nobody forced him to come. Nobody said, hey, get up and go to church. Nobody said, hey, Devin, go to the house of God. He got it in his heart, and he found out that when Jesus touched his life, it changed everything. And he's the same God here today. Come here, Jason. Come here. Come here. Amen. Now, look. I can't move like this, dude. I watch him shout, and my back goes out. I watched him the other night, standing here doing something like this. Yeah, dude. I don't know what it's, I don't know what it is. Amen, and I, 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 and I enjoy it. When I, when I smile at you when you're shouting, I'm smiling because I enjoy it. I'm not laughing at you. Amen. Because I know it was just about four weeks ago. This boy was living in his, car, in his truck. Right? Living in his truck. In the snow. In the snow. But, it, but, but he came to the house of God. And, say it. I found God. He found God. He got baptized in Jesus' name. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Some of us can't shout. We got nice houses. He shouted when he lived in a pickup truck. Because Jesus is worth shouting about. Jesus is worth shouting about. It's not about what I have. It's about who I have. It's not about what I got. It's about who I got. Jesus can still set people free. I serve a living God. I serve a living God. I serve a God that no matter what's going on in your life today, he's able to take care of it. He can fix it. He can do it. He's your answer. He's your solution. It's not in counseling. It's not in some 12 step. It's in Jesus Christ. He's what we need. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. You can have it today. something dangerous coming up in my soul right now. Oh, Lord Jesus. Amen. I, I'm looking for Sister Betty. I, hey, Sister Betty, stand. Wave your hand if you don't mind. Hey, I'm going to tell you. Tumors, right? And they went to find out how bad that it was going to be. They did a scan about just a few days ago. And, and to the surprise of the medical experts, Cancer-free, 100%. What I'm saying is God can do it. He's still a healer. He's still a deliverer. He's still a savior. He's a God that can do everything. He can do everything. 
He can put your marriage back together. He can save your kids. He can give you joy. He can give you peace. He can heal your body. He can do it all. He's Jesus. I wish somebody praise him right now. You're not beyond hope. You're not beyond hope. Your situation is not too far gone. Your trouble's not too big for God. The devil's lying to you and telling you it can work for them, but it can't work for you. God's not a respecter of persons. If he did it for him and him and her, he can do it for you too. I'm not preaching tonight. And we got an evangelist next Sunday. So maybe I just got to try to get it all out. I mean, not time-wise, but spirit-wise. Right now. But you know what? I, I got a feeling, Brother Patton, that there's some folks sitting in this place, Peyton, that, uh, that everything I've been preaching, they've been thinking, well, that's for them. And that's for them. But the devil's caused you to have doubt in your mind that it can work for you in your life. Here's where I'd like for us to put that song that we sang a little bit ago. But God, you know what I do? If you've had doubt that it can work in your life since I've been preaching, I wish you'd give the devil the biggest black eye and just go ahead and praise God like it already happened. You got to put that doubt out of under your feet. You got to put that doubt out of your spirit. You can't let the devil lie to you and tell you that it doesn't work for you. God's not a respecter of persons. It will work for you. It will work for you. Oh, I feel like somebody ought to shout for a minute. I serve a God that's a healer and a deliverer and a savior. Glory to God. Lord, I loose gifts of healing in this place right now. I loose working a miracle. I loose the gift of faith in somebody that almost gave up, that thought they were too far gone, that there was no hope, that it's been too long. That's a lie from hell. It's not been too long. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh. Everybody say if overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith that's why the devil's trying to tell you that it can't happen and it won't work because your faith puts the F in overcometh Amen. You want an English lesson? You want an English lesson? Amen. He speaks it. I don't always understand him. But, but I'm going to give you an English lesson. Because the suffix E-T-H, we don't use it anymore. We don't use it anymore. But the word overcometh means to subdue or to conquer or to overcome or prevail to get the victory. The suffix eth is an old English ending of the third person singular present indicative form of the verb. That wasn't tongues, that was English. 
You may need the gift of interpretation, but that was English. I'm going to say it again. Hold on. Now, now look, it, you can shout when I say it, but you're going to have to calm down so I can explain it, all right? You ready? Got your shouting shoes on? If you don't have your shouting shoes on, kick your shoes off and shout. It's an old English ending of the third person singular present indicative form of the verb. He wants me to say it slower. The suffix F is an old English ending of the third person singular present indicative form of the verb. Did that help? Present tense means as it's happening now. The indicative indicates that the sentence is a statement of fact. So ETH means that it is a fact that it's happening now. So if you say, that Aaron smileth. It means that it's a fact. Aaron is smiling right now. If you say Peyton standeth, that means it is a fact that he is standing right now. He that overcometh. It means, it is a fact, that it is happening right now. I've come to tell you, you're an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb. It's a fact, Katie. I'm telling you, it's a Word of God fact that you are overcoming right now. You may not feel like it. You may not feel like a winner, but you're a winner. Because my Bible says that it's happening right now. It's a fact. Anybody feel like the devil's been on you all week? I've just come to tell you and the devil. It's a fact that you're overcoming right now. You're in church, aren't you? That's a step towards overcoming. You're here, aren't you? You're alive. Your hand's up, isn't it? That means you're overcoming right now. You hear what I'm telling you? You may feel like you're not gaining ground, but you're overcoming right now. James, you feel, you know, you've, you've been disappointed, had some rough patches, but I'm telling you by the word of God, it's a fact. You're overcoming right now. It's the F in overcoming. I wish somebody go ahead and shout right now. You got to have faith. You got to have faith. You got to believe that God is for you. You got to believe that he's a healer. You got to Hey, my God, I feel something here right now. I, ch I dare somebody to praise God for the earth and overcometh. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm giving my deliverance. I'm getting my joy. I'm getting my victory. I'm getting my hope. I'm... 
I rebuke doubt. I rebuke the spirit of doubt and unbelief in the name of Jesus. I take dominion and authority over it because it's contrary to the word of God. It's contrary to the foundation of this word of God. The F and overcometh means it's a fact. Hallelujah. Man, when this anointing lifts, I'm going to be so sore. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to tell you. I've come to tell you that however possible it seems, Brother Benny, however difficult it looks like it might be, there's an F in overcome. It is a fact that it's happening right now. Woo. Anybody been praying for a loved one? Anybody been praying for somebody and you thought it's never going to happen? It's never going to work. I've just come to tell you, there is an F in overcometh. And it means that it's a fact. It's a fact that it's happening right now. It's working. I said it's working. It's working right now. You got to have your faith. You got you to throw your hands up by faith right now. Just give God a sign that you believe. Amen. Come here, Brother Jonathan. Amen. I'm believing God for healing. Man, this, this guy has given so much time and work here at the church. He's so faithful. He struggles with migraine headaches. Knocks him out for days at a time but I believe there's an F in overcometh a fact that is happening right now in Jesus name I lose healing virtue come on somebody ought to just shout with me for a minute there's an F in overcometh it's a fact that it's happening right now What, what struggles you might have. I don't know what trials you may have. I don't know what doubts may come against you to make you doubt something that maybe God spoke to you. But the next time that doubt comes, I want you to throw the F at that doubt and let the devil know that he that what? Overcometh. It's a fact. It's happening now. I may not be everything I want to be in the end, but it's a fact that I'm overcoming right now. Hey, I still got a shout in me. I'm not perfect, but I'm not dead yet. So there's an F. It's still working. Everybody stand and praise the Lord with me right now.
In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. That's right. Lord, touch her in Jesus' name. God, pour your spirit out here. God's at work, folks. Help me worship God right now. I wish somebody would go ahead and put faith against whatever's coming against you. Whatever's coming against your family, whatever's coming against your children, whatever's coming against your mind, your heart, your spirit, your marriage, your home, I wish you'd just go ahead and say, God, I'm claiming the F in overcoming the fact that it's happening right now. Somebody ought to lift their hands. Anybody have something you feel is impossible? Anybody have something that's been troubling your spirit? Anybody here, the devil's told you you'll not get it back. It's been too long. You can't be restored. Anybody here ever told you that it's a hopeless case? It's a lost cause can't happen. I've got an F in overcoming. And my Bible says, Brother Murphy, tell me if this is, nod your head if what I'm getting ready to say is really in the Bible. That he that has begun a good work in you is able to complete it. Amen. It's a fact. It's happening. 
When? Right now. It's at work right now. <laughs> Woo! Peyton, keep praying for your family. Keep praying for your mom and sisters. Keep pleading the blood over them. There's an F and overcoming. Don't give up. Don't stop believing. You just keep praising God and serving God and worshiping God and trust that it's working. I wish somebody just praising by faith. Let your praise be an expression of your faith that God can, that God's able, that God will. Your praise is the expression of your belief. Oh, come on, come on, keep it going. Why don't you take it up a level?
this morning? Have you convinced yourself, I have overcome? I have overcome. Come on, if you're an overcomer this morning, let's worship him. Give him praise one more time. Hallelujah. I'm an overcomer in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What a word. Amen, amen. Amen. Let's not forget we have first steps immediately following. If you're new and you want to learn about us, we invite you to come eat lunch with us. It's free. It's going to be good. Come over there in the new, the new cafeteria in the other building. If you don't know, there's people that will lead you and guide you over there. Uh, let's remember we have service tonight. Come early for your prayer at 6 o'clock. And let's have church. Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus, you're dismissed.